Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Canty in for Key today. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Chris. What up, baby? What happened? What happened? happening is we spent the first two hours of this show on the women's tournament yeah blew up our rundown completely we didn't yeah. expect that it was going to make that left turn you knew that was going to happen I, I did want to tell both of you guys on on uh on saturday night after the final four i found myself at jim nance's retirement party this is the last final four that he will be calling obviously tonight's national championship game and i i just wanted to commend jim man there, there are some people that when you hear their voice they have a certain gravitas where the moment always feels so big. And to me, Jim Nance, him handing over the national championship trophy to me when I was 19 years old, winning it with my team in 2001. I uh, just had like our 22-year reunion, which was incredible the other night. But it was just one of those memorable points of time where I'm like, wow, like, like hello, friends. And to me, with the Masters and everything he's done for basketball, I just wanted to say thank you to Jim Nance for everything he's given to the game over these past 35, 40 years. Chris, was that a humble brag? That was a humble brag. A humble like, he brag. was in the room. Yeah. Was it, I know, was like, there. It was incredible. I want to talk about Jim Nance, and I remember when I won the national title. Yeah. <laughs> there, 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 Jim Nance. <laughs> it's like, what well, was it? was a, a brag when Chris talks about winning a Super Bowl. I, I'm sorry. You know, he has a Super Bowl ring. What do you want him to say? I, I get it. I'm not saying it's you just. Have you have a national championship ring. A national two-time player of the year. Two-time. Plus a national champion. Yeah. yeah, and the coldest nickname in street basketball in New York City. Yeah, yeah. the born <laughs> supremacy. The born on, supremacy. And anyway, Jay, that was post accident. You were called post the born supremacy, right? Post accident. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, uh, one me, leg born supremacy. Imagine with two. Yeah, I don't know how you even let people look directly at you. If someone ever called me right, the board right, supremacy, right. Street, I'd be like, man, don't look at me. Yeah, matter of fact, throw rose <laughs> petals in front of me yeah, while I'm walking. Right, I'm walking. That's what I need. Born Give me that supremacy. Prince Hakeem treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Hakeem. Listen, Western Conference playoff picture. Mm-mm. See if we can sneak some uh, professional men's basketball into this. Western Conference playoff picture. Guys, Lakers... Half game out of the six. Are you Yo, buying the Lakers hype, Jay? So, Max, I, I went on first take last week, and I literally said, okay, like I am, I'm officially changing the narrative on Anthony Davis. Now, I, I, I cannot see Anthony Davis not play the back-to-back this week. Lord, if he doesn't play the back-to-back, I'm going to lose my mind again. I, I admit there is a series of ebbs and flows with this fluidity of a relationship I have with A.D., but his numbers that he's putting up are just different. I mean, what, he had 38 last night? I mean, he's he's 40. aggressive. 40. He's aggressive. He is career best in field goal percentage. Chris Canty, career best in rebounds. Career best in effective field goal percentage. When he's on the floor, he's a deterrent at the rim. They have 109.1 defensive rating. It's the best in the league. So it's working, Jay. through him, yeah, it's working. It's so, working, So, no, I'm saying Matt. sitting on the second of back-to-back, like, you don't well, not want right now. to do it? Not right now. We got not, one not this week. week left in the regular season, man. It's all week. hands on deck. We got to get it because we talked about He might how, be on the deck if you don't rest him second no, of back-to-back. But, but we've talked about it, and Brian Windhorst alluded to it last week when he was on Get Up. He says that – Everybody in the Western Conference toward the bottom of the field is looking at that six seed because that matches you up with the Sacramento's Kings. And 
I'm not trying to disparage the Kings, but but you this are. Is their, this is, is their first is. rodeo. <laughs> like they had the not long, a great defensive they've team. They've had That's the lo- well, not even that. They've had the longest playoff drought as an organization in North American team sports. It was 16 no, but years. I, but but I mean, Jay, do you think like I hear all that? But if they were like the number one defensive efficient team in the league, I, I think maybe yeah, people would feel different. It might be different, Max. You're right about that. But I mean, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, you're looking at them as the mark. Like this is a team that we can best based on how we play defense and the fact that our star players have competed and won championships. I think that's got to be a part of the math when you consider whether or not you're going to play AD on a back-to-back. But, guys, last night was not even the most impressive performance that we saw from the Lakers this weekend. What they did on Friday against the Timberwolves, Mm -hmm. I mean, and that was a game where the T-Wolves got up for it. Like, the T-Wolves in the first half of that game gave the Lakers their best punch, and it didn't matter. And when you have A.D. and Braun doing what they were doing and in the supporting cast, Malik Beasley included, knocking down shots, this is going to be a hard out in the Western Conference playoffs. It is. But, but Chris, you see, you're talking about even like in the game against Houston last night, like A.D. took 20 shots. There's a sense of aggressiveness. Yes, yes. You, you, Chris Canty, you know what the hell I'm talking about. Yes, I do. There are times we watch games. If we and I are watching games together, we're like, there he goes again. There he's on that beat. There he goes again. Look, yeah. look, being passive, why? But when AD comes out and he's aggressive, he's shooting his shot, he's attacking the rim, you're like, just stay that way. Just be that player consistently. Because if he is that, if he is aggressive in nature, they are a team that has a chance. I said it to win a world title, man. I yeah, agree. Just, I don't Jay, just Jay, think Jay, they're Jay, a tough out. I think they are live to win it. Jay, let me ask you this question as the, rec- the, the resident Lakers fan in all of this. With AD being aggressive and playing the way that he did this weekend, especially last night, does that lend itself to the Lakers getting the best version of LeBron James at this stage in his career? No, it, well, it, it does because it, it lends to you getting the best version of LeBron in the highest clutch moments, which is what he needs, right? So think about it. Le- LeBron for most of his career, Chris, has had to carry the load from beginning to end. So now you're telling me if there's somebody that can carry that torch that allows LeBron in the highest magnitude moments of a game to have legs to be available where he typically is worn down, like that's what he needs at this stage at 38 years old. So it sets him up for success during the playoff run when you need him the most, and that's what you've been asking for, AD. Yo, be that guy throughout the regular season. Take the load off LeBron. But in the highest clutch moments – it allows LeBron to be LeBron. Hey, guys, Anthony Davis. I know, listen, P-E-R, I would say whatever you want about it, but it's a pretty good short end. Like when people, hey, points, rebounds, assists, this, that. Yeah. You want to talk about possessions and how efficient you are with them. Usually if you're above 25, you start to get into MVP class, and, and AD has missed a bunch of games. He's played in 52 of them this year. His P-E-R is over 28. Ooh. Right? He's averaging, over, he's averaging close to 27 points. 12 and a half boards a game with a couple blocks. Like when AD is on the floor, more often than not this year, he has been AD. That's one of the very best players in basketball. Now you got LeBron and legitimately four other genuine NBA rotation pieces of a playoff team. I don't just think they're a tough out. I I I agree with Jay. I think, Chris, they could chip up. 
it, it, I wouldn't make them the favorite or the second, but but like there are a lot of teams you say they have no chance to win a championship. Yeah. Lakers are not one of those teams. No, they're not one of those teams. And I know I've been on the Golden State bandwagon for a while, but I was underwhelmed the fact that Golden State couldn't get it done against the Nuggets with no Jokic yesterday. It came down to a last-second shot by Klay Thompson. He missed it. Sometimes that's how the ball bounces. But in looking at the Western Conference, it's the Suns. It's the Denver Nuggets. Memphis, you have to put in that conversation. And the Lakers. That's it. It's, those are the four teams I'm looking at. Golden State if Wiggins gets back. But, but, but that's a big if. We ain't yeah. seen Wiggins all season. But and the we don't fact know that he's who, not it, physically injured. And, but, but we don't know what he's dealing with, Max. Yeah, so to, yeah, say, yeah. To, to try to rely on Wiggins getting back when he's hey, such uh, a consequential piece, I, I don't know that well, you, you would can, eliminate. I, mean, I, I, I would don't add know the Clippers and Warriors as potential champions. Yeah, I, I, would, I think we can, we're getting to the point now Ooh, where we boy. can cross those teams off the list. I think I'm, you're talking about a group of four teams that can legitimately do it and – the Lakers are right there in that mix. Maybe they're not number one, but they might not be number four either. So just let me tell y'all, man, like it's about to get live for Denver. Because <laughs> do you know, like as a one seed, even if they have to go against the eight, if that's New Orleans or if that's the Lakers, they all have to go through New Orleans, the Lakers, and then they have to go through that four or five matchup. Mm. Now, which yep. your Phoenix is locked in that four spot. Like you know, we're we, gonna learn today. We're gonna learn we gonna very learn quickly. <laughs> Let's talk about Phoenix. Denver. So you you got to think about this, Max. Like if there's and there has to be jockeying going on, right? Because you're thinking if if you're Golden State, you I'm trying to be on that three six. Like I, I'm trying to be the six seed. I'm trying to play sack, and then ultimately I'm trying to play Memphis to have a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. guys. Right? It's like so. It, it, there's so much of that gamesmanship. We see all the teams that are kind of. Locked in this group together, watching how this last week of the regular season pans out is going to be critical for teams like Denver and the Lakers to see where they get seated. I want to talk about Phoenix because of Kevin Durant, obviously, right? Like, I know that Giannis is the best player in the game because availability is part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. By the way, Max, this year, 55 40 90, not 50 40 90. 55. Talking about KD. 40, 90 for yeah. Kevin. Mm. Yeah, so, mm. I mean, it's sick. Mm. So, but I got to say this. I think when he's healthy, KD is easily the best player in basketball. I don't think, like, I, I think, I mean, just go back to the series against the Bucks when the Bucks eventually chipped up. KD was by himself and came a fraction of an inch away from sending them home in the first round. Yeah. KD's so much better than everybody, in my opinion. He's 6-0. and oh. When he plays. so And why is this significant? And I'm not saying he You mean can't. with Phoenix this season? With Phoenix? with Phoenix this season, right. So I'm not saying he can stay healthy all playoffs. I'm saying if he's healthy in the playoffs, guys, there's a reason Phoenix is the odds-on favorite to win, right? There's a reason they're number one to get out of the West because they have KD, and when he's healthy, they don't lose. Yeah, but that's a big win, or if. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, think about the runway we're talking about. We're talking about being healthy for two months of basketball in order to get to the NBA Finals. I mean, I I don't want to discount the Phoenix Suns, but it's almost like we're dealing with the inevitability of a key injury to KD or Chris Paul once we get to the second season. And I don't want to be, I guess, negative or or morbid in that way, but that's what it feels like. That's why I can't fully buy into the Phoenix Suns as being the favorite in the Western Conference. When they're healthy, yeah, they're great. KD yesterday in OKC, he was that kid in the corner, an assassin, just a knockdown shooter. But how how many games is he going to be available in the postseason? So 
This leads me to the question, Jay, I want you to answer this coming up. I'm genuinely curious, okay? Everyone's talking about what's the worst matchup for Denver or who or Sacramento or the Lakers. Everyone, this is what I want to know. Because KD, let's assume he's healthy at least for the first series, right? Mm-hmm. What's the worst matchup for KD and the Suns in the first round? That's easy. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Jay has an easy answer. I'm dying to know what it is because I don't know. ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Slim Reaper returns. Durant backing down, backing down, the fadeaway. He got it! Kevin may be a basketball god. I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad I'm into the, to the zone of playing again and being around the guys and being one of the guys again. So just keep building from here. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and they just added the easy money sniper. My favorite if he's healthy. This team absolutely believes with him on the floor, they can win a title this season. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Canty in for Key. Jay, coming out of the last segment, oh. you know, we a lot oh. of talk about it's the worst matchup for the Nuggets in the first round. Who does this team want to avoid in the first round? That team. Mm-hmm. Well, the Phoenix Suns are the favorites to get out of the West. They're 6-0 and when KD plays. If we assume KD is healthy for that first series... Here's the question. KD, who you identified, Jay, last week as eyeball test, you see guys play the three, your top three players who ever lived, MJ, LeBron, and KD. What is the worst matchup for the Suns in the first round? For KD and the Suns, you said there's an easy answer to this. Easy. Come on. It's those boys up in the Bay. Mm-hmm. It's the storyline. Look, yeah. the one thing you, the one thing I know, is that Kevin Durant, when he has time to think, sometimes can overthink, sometimes can overanalyze. There is so much to think about that matchup. Number one, about what could have been Max, but number two, about the style in which they play. That continuity style is really hard to guard throughout the course of an entire game. And if they get Wiggins back. That's going to be a matchup that's going to be 
you know, Wiggins has been off for a while, so it's conditioning. But same with KD, who's only played, what, seven or eight games in a year, 2023. So there's a lot on the line while one team knows who they are. Another team is trying to find out who they are and, and, and at a warp speed manner for the Phoenix Suns. And it's the Steph KD theme that max people like you. Oh, my. Oh, that's going to be the biggest thing we're going to be talking about in sports. That is the matchup. In the first round, but Kevin stylistically, Durant, you think that's the or or because I, I, of the storylines that adds. I pressure. think it's all the above, Max. Yeah, I, I think it's I, the storylines, and I think stylistically, like they're gonna make CP3 run around the entire game. I want to see it all the day, finals. and that's gonna that makes him tired, and that's that's what we question. <clears throat> Canty talked about KD being injury prone. I mean, you also have CP3 who's injury prone deep into the playoffs. Oh, you know They've what? been low managing no him this year because of that. Chris, I just thought of something else. Maybe it's even better in the first round, but what do you have to say about the Warriors? And Were and you about Suns? to bring up the Clippers? No, no, I'm leaving the Clippers. No, I'm focusing on exactly what Jay said, Warriors-Suns. No, listen, I'm with Jay. I think the storylines can create a dynamic where the players on the Suns do things that are out of character, specifically Kevin Durant, and that not, not necessarily lend itself – to being the best version of yourself going up against a team who knows who they are. Like, Golden State knows who they are. They know how to play, especially once we get to the second season. So when you do things that are uncharacteristic in a playoff environment with the level of intensity that's going to be there, I'm with Jay a 1,000%. That is a dangerous matchup for the Phoenix Suns. They got to try to avoid that at all costs. Go ahead, Max. Right, exactly. Give me a minute, Jay, because you hit on This has everything. (laughs) It has everything. Not only are you guys, to me, exactly right, what if Phoenix gets out of character? KD as great. KD, as I've always said, joins any team that ever was on day one Put him in the starting lineup, they're a better team. Yep. He, he's that kind of player, right? He does everything. Doesn't even need the ball. Gets an easy 30 in the flow of the game. Defends everything. Is a great passer nowadays. Everything. But he did just get there. He has been hurt a bunch. The Warriors know exactly who they are. And the pressure, the net guys, Steph won a title before KD got there, with KD, and after KD left. Steph went from a guy who in the finals wasn't always the best version of himself, to a guy, I'd say, starting against Toronto in that series, turned a corner with that. Remember that game at home where Kawhi was heating up? It's like, oh, here it goes. Toronto's about to sweep him. And Steph was like, nope. And then just had the series he had. In the first round, KD can't lose to Steph when they're in the same conference in the playoffs. Can't be. Oh, my God, Jay. That's the one. That is the worst matchup for Phoenix, both in terms of what the other team can do if Wiggins is healthy and the amount of pressure on Phoenix. Oh, my God. It's insurmountable. And also, don't don't get it twisted. You know, you have the KD, Steph Curry, kind of whose team is this, that whole – you know, energy around that, but you also have the CP3 Steph energy, y'all. Like, don't forget, they, they've almost come to blows a couple of times now where CP3 goes out of his way. Like, there, there's still that one, I don't know if you guys remember that one video, I forget when they were actually playing, but Steph was so magical with the ball against CP3. He dribbles through, like, five or six people and just kind of leaves CP3 flabbergasted and makes this crazy fadeaway shot from the three-point line. And it's like, so they have their energy with those two. So there's a lot on the line, just narratives and storylines that have followed these three individuals for the longest.
Yeah, but I, I'm with Max on this one, Jay. I think all of the oh. pressure has to be on the Phoenix Suns, yeah. especially what Golden State did last year and what Steph did in the NBA Finals. They're playing remember, with house money. Remember game four in Boston? Yeah. Remember what that was when Steph went off? Because you're talking about them being down 2-1, and it could have got ugly because it felt like Boston took control, and it was Steph Curry alone that changed the complexion of that series. And so in this instance, if KD doesn't rise to the occasion – with what most people are saying is the better team, the more consistent team this season, then all of a sudden the conversations around his legacy and all of that stuff starts to come back up. Fair or unfair, that becomes the storyline for Kevin Durant's career as long as he's with the Phoenix Suns. This whole era, right? Like, first of all, well, this is only his first year in Phoenix. That's true, as long as he gets it done, right? But based on his recent past injury history age what you know what's around him cp3 the whole thing how long is he who knows if he gets a better shot like but that's a great but point the Yo, that's, era uh, itself guys is it's like yes steph has accomplished so much but he had a lot around him he's in a good situation it's lebron versus kd oh wait a minute if steph gets by kd here you look at the era, especially if Steph goes on to win the whole thing. Yeah. He got five. And Jay's point, when I argue, look, they were on the same team at their best. KD was clearly better than Steph. I'm not trying to yeah, hear Steph. Steph deferred to KD. I'm not trying to hear Steph is way up on the top ten all time. Listen, he can't be ahead of KD. But, Jay, your point, which may carry the day, let's see what happens here, huh. is it is a team sport. Even if you're better as an individual, if you're the kind of dude like Steph who shares the ball to the extent that he does, who's outside shooting, creates space for everyone, who's who culture... Til- who tilts the floor. Who uh, tilts the floor. Unlike any player who, in the league. Who reinvented the game. Whose culture setting w- makes people like KD want to come to him, then maybe he is way up on the top ten list ahead of KD. This entire era, the way we see it, it's like, who was LeBron's chief rival, really? Oh, my God. And, and by the way, that's why I said before about Denver. Denver's waiting for the winner of that series. Like, so, like, Denver has to go through that gauntlet, too. Like, so, it's like, you know, most of the time, if you're the one, so you're like, okay, cool. Like, the four seed. Like, if you're looking, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you're going to probably end up playing, like, you're going to end up playing Cleveland or New York. It's still a tough matchup, right? But, like, you they don't feel like you. Cleveland or New York are similar to Boston or Philly, right? They're, like, another tier below, even though they're still really, really good. Whereas, yo, if Kevin Durant had been there for the whole year, there's no way in hell Phoenix is, Phoenix is a four seed. Like, right. They're more like on a two line. Mm-hmm. Right? Ooh, that one them, if he's there all on year. One he's there all year, yeah. Right? So that's where we are. Oh, my God. The fact that the West is so flawed but so tightly bunched makes it better than it's been in so long. You don't know what's going to happen. Every year you knew it was going to happen forever. You really don't know what's going to happen. You love this, Max. I knew as there's, soon there's as I a said, lot of, listen, Steph and listen. KD, you're going to make a little kid oh, just Saturday. all over it. There's far, there's far more downside for KD going into the postseason than there is upside. Oh, I think there's tremendous upside for him, no, too. No, there's upside, too. I agree. There's, there's more downside. Longer, there's a longer way to fall if he don't pull this thing off. If, you really think there's downside this year? Hell in the yeah, first round against Steph. Hell if the yeah. first well, yeah, I mean, round but, but like, if, comes if, against if, Steph, yes. I mean, it's going to be a big thing because we'll make it a big thing because of the storylines. But, Chris, like, realistically coming off an injury and playing seven games since 2023, like, you don't think, think of the upside. But think about how many seasons we've been talking about KD dealing with injuries. He's been dealing yeah, with injuries since he got Chris, to Brooklyn. But Chris, if he wins, if he goes all the way this year, it's like, man, he just parachuted not into a 73-win team. 
into a team that wasn't going to win the title but, but, but Max, and then destroyed everybody? But Max, if he loses, especially if Golden State is the first-round opponent and he loses to that oh, group, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody will look at the That's decision bad. that he made to leave there and go to Brooklyn as one of the worst career moves we've seen And if he wins? Ever. He wins away from Steph for the first time yeah. by beating Steph? By they beating LeBron? But, but they, my they kill whole, him for my, going my whole, there, then they kill him for leaving there. It's, but it's, my it's whole really point, different. though, Max, is that There's the, more mar- the margin for error is so small because I'm with you guys, I do think this is his last best chance to get this done. There's tremendous upside and downside, like, but you might argue even more. Oh, the pressure on KD. How significant was the transfer portal to LSU's success? KJM. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Carson banks in! My goodness! It's wizardry! Morris into the paint, leaning and hitting! Alexis Morris trying to take LSU to the finish line. Kim Mulkey in year two has orchestrated a turnaround for the ages. LSU has captured its very first national championship. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We spent most of the first two hours on the women's tournament this morning. I mean, something is going on this year. That was so good. Meantime, let us welcome in Carolyn Peck, ESPN and SEC Network college basketball analyst, 1999 CP. national champion with Purdue. Morning, Carolyn. Good morning. What's up, guys? What's up, Coach? How you doing? I'm doing good, Jay Will. So tell me, can we just kick this thing off? Angel Reese yesterday, obviously, it's something that's picking up steam this morning. Everybody was talking about it last night. The trash talking slash taunting. How do you how do you think about that, Carolyn? And, and what do you think about that overall? Do you think she deserved the tech? Do you think it deserves the outrage it's been receiving thus far? Um, listen. Okay, number one, if the official doesn't see it, it you don't he, they can't call it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, there's been taunting done by other players. And if you're talking about the John Cena wave, Caitlin Clark did it. Did anybody have a problem when she did it? Mm. I don't think so. That in the Louisville game. So um, do I encourage it? No. Does it happen? Yes. Do I have a problem with it? Sometimes players just get so amped up. I mean, you know, Jordan would make up things in his mind we saw in Last Dance, even make up (laughs) stories to get himself hyped up to play at that level. 
And I think that Angel Reese, that's just part of what helps her get to that level. So, um, no, I mean, other players have done it. So why is she getting so much of a backlash over it? Coach, you're such a big part of how the women's game is shaped in terms of the storytelling and the narratives. Do you see a double standard in terms of how some people are covered in the treatment, specifically when it comes to the issue of sportsmanship, uh, what we've seen from Caitlin Clark versus what happened with Angel Reese last night? I do. I think there is a double standard. Um, I just think that it, and it may be unconscious, but it happens. And I, I think that, too, and Angel's got a huge personality, just like Caitlin Clark, but it's looked as personality and competitive at times with Caitlin Clark, where, where it look, they descri- it's described as trash-talking when you talk about it with Angel Reese. And I think that there are different standards for different players. And, you know, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't know why. Uh, they're both great players. Um, I don't think that it's been anything hurtful. They're not throwing a punch. They're not doing anything. They're not trying to trip a player. They're not, um, you know, doing anything that would be harmful on the floor. So I think it's okay. I mean, these you got to understand, these women have honed their craft playing pickup. And you've all done it in playing pickup. Don't you trash talk? It just becomes part of your DNA when you play. I mean, you got to be a little fly about it when you're on national TV and you're playing at this level, but it happens because that is part of the habit of your game, of what you've done to get yourself hyped up to play at another level. Carolyn Peck with us, ESPN and SEC Network College Basketball Analyst, 1999 National Champion with Purdue. Coach, um, we were talking, we lagged with the women's tournament this morning. And not just because there was a racial angle in terms of the treatment of two different players on two different teams. We were going to lead with it regardless because, to me, the marquee matchup of March Madness men's or women's bracket was actually South Carolina and Iowa, right? But the, but it, but the, the finals also, it felt to me like something happened this year in the women's game. Like, it is more interesting to sports fans, not as a show of being, uh, you know, morally upright or righteous or paying attention to the women or virtue signaling, but simply because it was the best storylines and a, and a great product. Do you also see that, or is that just now me or other people getting kind of hip to the game, or did, in fact, something happen this year? I think there are a number of things that happened. Number one, from the year of COVID and the exposure of the inequities of the NCAA tournament really got the attention in marketing. Uh, Schools started paying attention, advertising. And so people began to notice that women's basketball is a great sport. ESPN put the games on in more primetime uh, windows for more people were exposed to it. We had four game days this season. And so you were able to learn more than about the blue, the uh, blue blood programs, the Connecticut's, the Tennessee's, the Stanford's, the Notre Dame's. You came to understand that there is great talent across the country. I also think that the transfer portal, the transfer opportunities had a lot to do with now Talent was moving around. I mean, that was a big reason of why 
after Kim Mulkey lost 80% of her scoring from last season, she got her team to a national championship. I mean, that's big. That plays a part in uh, why teams have been able to be successful. South Carolina got in the transfer of uh, Kiara Fletcher to be able to be her point guard. Um, Virginia Tech had Taylor Soul that was big for them and playing their part in getting them to a Final Four. So there's more parity in the game. The exposure has helped. The marketing of when you are picking athletes to advertise your products, women now are noticeable. And so that has drawn attention to the women's game, and that is why it has been a, a marquee event. The Final Four was a marquee event this season, not just in women's sports, but sports in general. Carolyn, uh, first off, the, the, the women's game is so much more advanced than the men's game. Like when I watch you guys have four quarters, a quarter, like I'm sitting there watching with five minutes left to go in the third quarter. I'm like, oh my, the game's, I'm, I'm like, wait, there's still the fourth quarter. Yeah, there should be four quarters. We should have that on the men's side. But also that you talk about branding, it's names like Aaliyah Boston. It's names like uh, Caitlin Clark, names like Angel Reese that you hear about for these long periods of time. Now, I, I know this is a, a controversial and, and a difficult subject matter to discuss, but the fact that the WNBA you know, allows players once they turn 22 years old to enter the WNBA or finish four years of college, does that help the women's game? Does that help create more brands because they're around longer for franchises where you actually get a chance to know who these individuals are and follow their careers? Um, no, you, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see it as controversial. I mean, understand this. Women going to the league aren't making millions of dollars in the WNBA, so there's not a rush. And with the NIL that has come about now, they're making money just like some of the men are. I mean, Angel Reese and – Flage Johnson are, mm-hmm. you know, hitting it big in that area. Um, I think that there is talent to come. You got Juju Watkins is coming to yep. uh, USC yes. next season. I know Keyshawn's not there this morning, but I know he's got to be excited about that. Um, but there, there is talent. You know, every time you think, oh, goodness, if we lose uh, an Aaliyah Boston to the WNBA, um, will that hurt college basketball? No. I think that there's more talent to come. So, you know, I, I, I don't see anything controversial about it, really. So, so you're okay with players not going to the WNBA or going overseas early? Like you're okay with them staying in school for the four years? Yeah, I'm okay with it because I go back to not – you know, there are very few women. You're Diana Taurasi's, you're um, – uh, Brianna Stewart, uh, you know, I don't even know what kind of money that, uh, other than the being the number one draft pick that Aaliyah Boston, but you're not talking about millions of dollars. And so for women to get a degree and then run corporations, hmm. I think that that is uh, more uh, more security for them, themselves financially after the ball stops bouncing. Carolyn Peck, ESPN and SEC Network college basketball analyst. Thanks, Coach, for joining Thanks, us Coach. this morning. Great job, Carolyn. Great uh, season. Thank you. Thanks. Valid points there, Max. So Valid imagine, this is, this is the new thing going around on social media. Imagine paying for Twitter blue, but not Jalen Brunson. That's coming up, KJM ESPN Radio. <laughs>
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Chris Canty in for Key. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. LeBron James tweeted, Well, guess my blue check will be gone soon, because if you know me, I ain't paying the five. <laughs> I definitely ain't paying. I ain't paying money. That episode of Martin was hilarious, by the way. I ain't paying the five. Paying where it five. came from? Because what is it? Twitter Blue is like what eight ninety nine, something like that. Yeah, eight yeah, bucks. But, I think. Yeah, but I ain't paying the five. But, but the, the idiotic thing about Twitter Blue—it's really very stupid—is that the whole point of the blue check mark is not for the person who has the account; it's for everyone else. To know, oh, that's really who they claim to be, and it's for public figures. I know that's really Patrick Mahomes. That's really LeBron James. It's not a pretend Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Or a pretend LeBron James. And so what Elon Musk has turned around and done is said, hey, everybody can get a blue check mark. Well, I, if I don't know you as a public figure, why would I care if you're pretending to be? See what I mean? Yeah, but I don't other- know who you are. I, sure, you're whoever you say you are. But here's the other side of the game, Max. So many people use their social media persona and monetize it. And so I guess Elon Musk is saying it's a business expense. Go ahead and pay it. So that gives you more credibility with the people that may or may not decide to follow you. No, wait. I don't. Uh, I'm, Jay, with you, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I agree that, with you. I'm just lo- giving you the other side of the game. The point is the logic there doesn't work because there is no logic. It's a bunch of of BS that Elon is peddling. Well, well he yeah, paid too but, much but for also the Max, <laughs> Right. Also, Max, I mean, Max, I mean, I know. How many apps do you have on your phone? A bunch. You, you ever, did you ever go, like, um, actually go to your settings and you can check to see what's on your subscription list? Yeah. I laugh at this because I, I, I do this randomly to people, <laughs> and people are like, damn, I'm still subscribed to this one. I, I don't even know I'm paying $8. Like, people spin on online all the time. I, I'm not going to do it. But we know, Jay, but, you're conflating issues, I think, here. I, I don't mind. If someone said, this is a subscription service, would you subscribe to it? That's one thing. I got no problem with that, right? If Elon Musk wanted to make Twitter a subscription service, go ahead and do it. Different. And yeah, then you can decide. Right. What he's doing is blurring the reason for the blue check. The yeah. blue fair, check fair is to verify in an that's age of disinformation where people are especially susceptible to low-quality information, it is important that people can identify that's actually the New York Times, that's actually Chris Canty, that I don't well, need just, to know well, it's actually because, Joe well, just Smith from just I don't well, know just, who Joe Smith well, is. Just, well, just because people have a blue check next to their name doesn't mean that they're still not going to 
deploy low quality information though too. Uh, no, I, I no, that's I, not I, what I'm that, saying. That's Jay. a good point. I hear what you're saying. I hear I'm what saying you're saying. To no, identify <laughs> people as being who they actually claim to be. Yeah. That I, I is hear. only significant insofar as the person is public or the institution is publicly known. I agree with you, Max, but here's the thing. The blue check mark has become somewhat aspirational, and that's why Elon Musk thinks that he can monetize it. But it's at the expense of undermining his entire platform because if you have celebrities that are saying, I ain't paying for it, then all of a sudden, where does the value of the blue check mark go? What difference does it make? If LeBron James says, I'm not doing it, if Max Kellerman and Jay Williams say, I ain't paying for it, then what's the value of having a blue check mark? And also Mm. LeBron James is giving you free content. Free content. Free free 99. The problem with what Elon is doing, and I defended him for a long time. I thought he took a lot of unfair criticism in the press. But something's happened in the last several years where Mm. either people who knew what he was really about were right or he took a turn somewhere because he is amplifying accounts that consistently put out disinformation. And unless he is stupid, which is I don't think possible, I don't think Elon is stupid, it means he's a bad faith actor. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what's disturbing about what's going on is that. And, and this seems to be part of a larger picture where he is trying to um, de-emphasize legitimate news channels that are credible or, or news outlets that are credible and kind of um, level the playing field for disinformation. I mean, I don't see another credible interpretation of what's going on. So I'm, I'm with LeBron. It's not about the eight bucks. If Twitter's a service. That you th- a website that's worth eight bucks a month, pay it. But to so you're not pre- going to pay it for a blue check mark, guys. To 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 you pay twenty dollars for a coffee for. every it's morning, not what Max. The blue check mark means you Why pay you- twenty dollars for coffee every but, morning at Starbucks, right? But but Jay, it's <laughs> not simply to subscribe to the service. It's I, to I understand what the details are. You it. say you are. I but understand. If, wait, wait a minute, Jay. If anyone could pay for that, then it's no longer verification. Verification is for sale, which means it's no longer verification. Yeah, so you're going to boycott Twitter? Yeah, I can't pay for the Twitter blue check mark, Jay. I, well, I'm not doing that. Especially, especially with the going rate of Disney Plus going up, I gotta make sure I got my money for my Disney Plus, my Hulu, all of that. I gotta make sure that should be that comp. I gotta make sure my bundle is straight. I can't, I can't give it to Elon Musk because I gotta give it to our company. <laughs> so then, Max, are you gonna boycott Twitter? No, that's two different. No, we're not boycotting. That's two different. I, I'm issues, not saying Jay. they're not two different. I know I'm not conflating the two issues. I you draw your line in the sand. Mm-hmm. I know, but this, is your anger? enough that makes you want to leave the platform yes absolutely but i don't know that i will because i don't see an alternative where i can aggregate where i can kind of curate my own newspaper by following accounts that i know are credible that all broadcast on the same platform it's still useful to me that so we're all against playing for the blue check mark but mark cuban is not is that correct Yes, well, but he won't pay for Jalen Brunson. Right, right. right. I was like, Mark Cuban is like, I'll pay for it. <laughs> Question and, and, for you. And their loss, the other, night, their loss a, the other night was bad, man. Was I'm bad losing about loss. 500 to 1,000 to users a day. To counter this, I went blue thinking it gave some preference and would help retain or grow users. Any suggestions? Mark. Given all the discussion related to regarding legacy blue checks having to pay to keep their check, it's interesting to see which legacy accounts are still tweeting. Okay. Did does Elon get, respond he, to him, by the way? Did he, get, did he get crickets from Elon Musk? I don't know. So he, he's saying that he wants to pay for the blue check mark when all these other celebrities aren't and Elon Musk can't respond to his tweet? Yeah. 
That, well, that's, that's bad for business. <laughs> well, considering the Knicks clinched their playoff run last night and uh, you're watching the Mavs go the opposite direction, losing to the Hawks, uh, there's a lot to be said there about the importance of Jalen Brunson and actually paying for him. Man, Christian Wood and JaVale McGee need to make some free throws. How about that? <clears throat> that was yeah. awful, Jay. Tough, awful. Man. They got it's- bailed out with the call on that lob at the end of regulation, and they still lost the game. Still so like, I'm starting to move the conversation to not about whether the Mavs will make the playoffs or not, because I don't think they will. No, they're not going to make it. It comes more to, is this the place that Kyrie Irving will choose to build with Luka for the next five years of his career? I don't is think that, it is. Is that the right move for him? I, I don't think it is, Jay. And to take it a step further, we got to start asking the question, is this the place that Luka wants to continue to be long-term? That's when did they get the- Draymond Green? Dude, that's like like that. That's the one. That's, like, they've been mad at Kyrie and Draymond Green. They've been taking swings at trying to get a running mate for Luca, and none of it has worked out. So, yeah. at what point does Luca pull the cord on this and say, "I'm out of here"? Same thing with the Sixers. How much pressure is on Embiid to, or how much pressure is on the Sixers to maintain a situation yeah. where Embiid wants to that's, stay, yeah. where Luca wants guys, to stay? If you get Kyrie Irving to stay, if you're able to bring in a guy like a Draymond Green and some other wing defenders, Maybe. are you that far away? Yeah, I agree. If you could add Draymond Green to Kyrie and Luka, then you could add some some spare pieces. I mean, you saw what Palinka did at the deadline, right? But uh, right now, it doesn't look good. Is San Diego State winning the title? Good for college basketball, KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.